Welcome to the Wildlands. What's up, everyone? I'm Matt. And I'm David. And today we're going to talk about... Wilderness camping, what to bring for easy living, as well as... Classic versus modern camping. Also, stay tuned near the end of the episode, because we'll cover our product of the day. All right, so... What I'd like to do first off right now, actually, is uh, I'm going to introduce our guests of the day today. We have Olivier, the red-headed beer guy. How's it going, Olivier? Very, very good. How about you guys? Very well. We're doing fine. And also, I have the privilege of having also my business partner, Francis, from Drift Fishing. How's it going, Francis? Bonsoir. I'm pretty good. How are you guys? (laughs) Bonsoir. (laughs) By the way, guys, Francis is from Quebec, so, you know. He had to put in the French in that, so, didn't oh, he? <laughs> how, which, which way are you leaning with your, you know? <laughs> I didn't you get know? that. No. <laughs> so actually today, like uh, what we'd like to talk about uh, on our first topic is wilderness camping, what to bring for easy living. Now, what I mean by this, wilderness camping, is really like, you know, what, what are the essentials that you need to have when you're going camping? In my opinion, there's many things that you can use, and I'm and very minimalistic. We, we don't mean wilderness camping in a park. We really mean, like, wilderness camping. You know, it's it's not the the off-site and the corner of the park type thing. It's really wilderness camping. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think about it, but uh, it, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty fun, hectic sometimes when you go camping in there. and You, you forget have, one you thing. You forget one thing. You know what I mean? It's like you forget <laughs> the TP. Yeah, or you forget, yeah. like, the rope to tie something up, and then, like, your tent doesn't stand up or your hammock is not stretched out right, you know? <laughs> or if you're Francis and you forget your glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have or to go you... buy them at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Again. Or when you go fishing with half your rod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. You got to do what yeah. you got to do. MacGyver or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, definitely. And I mean, you know, we're going to look into tips and tricks, uh, different things like that, that that can really like simplify, you know, your planning, your packing and your straight up fun that you're going to be doing. And not the fact that not to bring too much either, because too much is just like not enough. Yeah. You know, when you're going through the woods. And uh, also, (laughs) I say packing and planning. We also got the privilege this time uh, with the help of Olivier to also include drinking (laughs) so this episode may be a little more you know uh adult content adult content (laughs) so uh you know we're gonna start it off uh, yeah (laughs) so really what uh what we got going on right now is like uh, i've got a list of things i actually looked at uh, online right well i looked at online that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds old you sound like my dad <laughs> I, I, hey hey guys i'm in my 30s <laughs> i'm already getting gray hair now yeah <laughs> it doesn't count but uh, no i actually went on a uh, a forum it's it's hosted by um what do we got here it's hosted by popular mechanics i don't know if you guys have you guys already seen any uh, like articles by popular mechanics you grew up on that yeah, I was gonna uh, say this. They've been around like forever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. What was that, Francis? No, I've never heard of it. Sorry. You n- never heard of it? They actually do like a huge amount of reviews and different things like that. Yeah. Almost every single year, they come out with these things, and they come out with like say their top twenty, their top ten, whatever. Good articles usually. Good articles usually, yep. and very descriptive and budget friendly for everybody. 
And in the popular mechanics uh, review, they had things such as like like that I find are essentials for Definitely. wilderness camping are such as like the life straw. I don't know if you yeah. guys have already heard of the life straw. That's like that H two O filtration. Filtration right out of the river. You know? I mean, <laughs> oh, really? it's a bad joke, but I wonder if it filters coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, that should be looked into. <laughs> but I mean, I want, I wonder. Instead of using a mask, you should just have like a life straw. <laughs> I, won't, I won't stop you from trying. <laughs> <laughs> just go around siphoning anything. air out of everything. <laughs> so with that, actually, and uh, you know, that's one of the big things that they they put on there. Uh, you also have another one. I don't know if you, well, this is a popular brand, MSR. Yep. MSR being like uh, anything that's, what, uh, burners? Little stoves, yeah. Stovetops. Yep. yep. Water filtration. They actually have a one that came out. It's the Miniworks EX water filter. And this thing is good, like every other thing, but it's kind of like a pump. It looks like a bite pump. Okay. You know, like hmm. when you, you start, you know, pushing air into a tire or whatever, you know, that type of yep. bite pump? Well, imagine that, but you're feeding yourself right in the mouth. <laughs> really? <laughs> could, could get, you know, That's kind of weird. Hey, would you happen to have a beer you could hook up on the end of that? Yeah, a beer pump? Absolutely. You can do anything you want with beer. <laughs> anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And with that, like, there's other products that I find, like, wilderness camping. I just find that it, it is something that, like, almost essentially we've all gone through as like almost a rite of passage with you know, oh, whomever. Yeah. It's just like going out in the woods and just having fun. And there's know? a lot of groups there now. Like it seems to be getting popular again. Like I know it's hugely popular in Europe, you know, like that, that scene is, is just insane over there. And it is getting, I think much bigger here with like trails that we have big hiking trails. One that we'll talk about in future episodes here, uh, pretty world renowned yep. hiking trail here. So yeah, it, it's, it's definitely in there. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And, and I mean, Francis, like for you, for instance, like where you, in the area that you're from, from the city that you're from, is it something like camping? Is it big down there? Is it something that, you know, you guys do often? Uh, I imagine you, cause you were talking about, uh, early on having a, uh, looking for a, a kind of like an overtop tent for your truck and whatnot. Is this something that you prefer or like what is the type that you prefer well you know like growing up my dad always brought me camping everywhere every summer because he was uh like working in schools so he always had like two two months off in the summer we did a lot of camping but never really like wilderness camping per se okay. it was always in campgrounds and stuff yeah <laughs> the yeah. uh with uh, full amenities yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there was always <laughs> electricity, water, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, I, but it was all it, it was always intense though. Like we never had a camper or anything. Yeah, and I imagine it was probably a little bit better than you know last summer when we went to the Matapedia. <laughs> oh we yeah. We literally slept two days in our own respective vehicles, and I don't think I well, slept like a, two yeah, months. Yeah, I mean, I had a setup in my car. Like yeah, you, you were the lucky you, you one. You pretty much just setup. slept on your your driver's seat, and I was wondering why you you didn't go on the passenger seat because you were sleeping where the pedals were and the the wheels must have been so uncomfortable. Yeah. But like you know, I had I, I, I had this setup in my Rav4. I had like I took the the seats out in the back and I uh, set up a, a wooden plank. Yeah, and I was able to have a bed in there. That that was my my camping setup for a while. That's yeah. still pretty wilderness, you know, really, when you look at it, it it's still pretty wilderness. Yeah. 
<laughs> Definitely. And I mean, like, uh, you, Olivier, like, uh, you know, you say that you do from time to time do some camping, but like, oh, what, sure. what style would you consider yourself in this? Well, the same as Francis was, was talking about. Uh, when I was young, I was, uh, my parents would take us camping just about all over the place, campgrounds mostly. Um, and that kind of grew into my likings of, of camping. Um, I'm the kind of guy that if I don't have to have a hard time, I'm not going to give myself a hard time. So I, I like amenities. <laughs> yeah. but, there you go. Yeah, I like amenities. And, and usually I really enjoy having a brewery not too far away. Um, but yeah, as far as, as camping and campgrounds, uh, I did. I know you guys will not talk about this this type of camping right now. Uh, but uh, I went camping in a, in a very, camping? very large camper uh, when you're talking about 35 feet long. Uh, that compared to what I usually do is in a tent. Um, you know, I, I'd rather be in a tent. Uh, you'd rather be yeah. in the tent. Well, see, that's, that's pretty, that's, yeah, that's see, good. That's good. You're, that's, you're still, yeah, you're on par with us right yeah, now. You're still the, the, basics. The, reason, yeah. the reason why is that, well, obviously if you got a TV and you got the lazy boys, you're going to stay in the trailer. It's really comfortable. You're really homey, but I mean, it's no, there's no different, there's no difference from being at home or camping, but, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm the type of guy that if, I'm not going to put some sticks in my wheels. My parents, on the other hand, they, they're like that. They like to, to make an adventure of the, the, the whole trip. I, uh, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, also, I mean, other things that I've noticed too lately, like when we're talking about like wilderness camping and stuff like that, there's been this huge, massive boom of popularity in things like shows like Alone, which yep. is like a complete survival. Like this is... This is even worse than hammock hamming. This is like, yeah. this is you a stick and branches. This is surviving. <laughs> this it's is not like camping. surviving. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not camping. Yeah, and I mean, there's been this huge boom, especially in you know television, television series, YouTube tutorials, everything like that. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Have you guys seen those shows where they like they build everything out of clay? Like, no, I don't know I if it's not. like in I, Vietnam or something like that, or it's in the Amazon somewhere. Yeah, I, I've seen. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's got it's videos on Facebook. Uh, I've seen a few of them before. It's really, really yeah. sharp what he does. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, it, it, I just, I find it's interesting, but I find that it's very cool that this has become a popular subject. I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. it's something that I believe was lost at a certain point. Yeah, And then sure. I guess people were just annoyed of like paying so much. <laughs> that's, that's another thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. But another thing we'll get into later. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Uh, going back to the article, popular mechanics, other things that I saw that are super popular, mummy bags. I don't know if you remember those sleeping yeah. bags, mummy bags. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have had any of those. No, no, never. I can't stand them personally, uh, to be honest with you. Neither can I. No. It, it is just something to to not be part of, no, is unless, a mummy bag. Unless it's like November, December, yeah. then it's not so bad because... I just find you cooking there, man. I feel like a burrito. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what, that's what you kind of look like. Hey? Yeah. If you look at like a sarcophagus, a mummy sarcophagus, yeah. that's where they got the idea from. I oh, bet yeah. you it was from you know mummy right. bags. Yeah, <laughs> they just thought it was cool. Not at all. <laughs> we got the wrong idea. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> no. And and uh, the other thing that I've been uh, you know that I would like to stress about that are things essentials that you need medical kit. Oh, definitely. Oh, I yeah. mean, everybody should yeah. have a medical kit with them, be it like in our situation, myself, uh, you guys don't, and I. You guys don't use like twigs and wrap for like broken legs <laughs> or it's an actual medical <laughs> kit? 
<laughs> Again, we I'm, like I, so I might much. Po- I might poke some not fun at you guys. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean. I'll to stick away from the caveman age here. Yeah, there's there's wilderness camping and there's caveman. There you go. That's well, that's well said. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, like, it, well, you know, if we get to the serious part of this, being a medical kit, <laughs> not being, you know, well, hey. I mean, I know Francis, he, he wasn't able to get some of the beers that we, we, uh, we suggested today, but oh, he was able to get gin. So, Well, I always gin, have gin. Actually. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, Francis always, always has gin. He even leaves it at my house. So. Yeah, just in case I don't have any when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, guess, I guess you could say that you could use the gin for, you know, sterilizing, you know, you know yeah. something of the okay. sort of thing. Okay, we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him on that one. But uh, yeah. no, the medical kit apparently is something very um, cost-effective lately, and also I believe it's something that you know. How many times have I gone camping and I've cut myself? Yeah. And then I've gone like I just Uh-oh. need a plaster, and I don't got one, and I can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's something thing. we should all have. Yeah, the simplest thing, and it's just it's so annoying. Even if you know it's not going to bother you later on, it bothers you in that moment. But that's where it comes <laughs> sure. down to, like we say, what do you need to bring? You know. Yeah. There, there's at some point it's even overthinking oh i need the little pot and i need the you know the the, the small things like i'm not gonna say gadgets because that's another one but the essential first off thing should be you know how to help yourself yeah and how to stay safe yeah. and how to eat drink and stay warm yeah after that it's all gadgets yeah absolutely uh, and we're going like I'm going to dive back onto this this article. And when you say that, I, I actually found some a lot of things funny. These are the items they considered essential. Okay. Most of them are battery powered. Oh yeah, that, that's uh. ridiculous. Like you're going camping. Where do you have an outlet? <laughs> you never saw an electric maple. Well, yeah. I, I'm considering this as camping. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Wilderness camping. Yeah. No, I agree. Not home yeah. living. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. But, you know, it's like they, they even had lighters. They had flameless lighters. I don't know if you've seen that yeah, before. Yeah, the little electric ones. Yeah, yeah. It's a taser. <laughs> yeah. really? It's straight out. Some dude had a taser in his truck and was like, hey, this is a great idea. And started a fire with it and then shocked his buddies afterwards. But regardless, <laughs> this is something that they actually suggested. Yep. Oh, and, and sub note. It is lithium powered. Mm. So, oh, the best you got, there you go. Have, the best of biz. You better have a USB with you, too. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you know, these are things like I grew up with strike anywhere matches. Yep. That you put in a static free container, you keep that around with you. Yeah. And if you got a big lighter, big lighter is great, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I find that some of these things are just like they suggest items. I was saying earlier that are cost effective, but at the same time, they suggest things that I believe that are, you know, a little far fetched. Just like gadgets. That. They're just gadgets. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were saying for the pots and pans and everything like that, they're foldable now. Oh, yeah, I know. You can have foldable pots. Why? Huh. Why? Foldable <laughs> pots. I, I really would like to see how effective that is. How does that hold water? Yeah. <laughs> you, you unclip it, and when you put it on the stove, it melts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> gone <laughs> it's a single use yeah. yeah no but and i mean you know like 
these are things msr is going back yeah. on msr msr is a great company uh, in terms I of, got some of their gear. yeah like what i was talking about earlier on the the water filtration but they also have um pilot tops yep that's so what i did exactly that you just plug on small you know propane or whatever mm-hmm. and i find that's actually pretty cool because you, with those you can carry them around almost anywhere you want in a backpack i have a, a, a i think what is it called an oyster backpack yep. opens up all over the place uh, like if you guys went camping i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot this question out to the both of you it, when you guys go camping i'm gonna start off with that when you go camping what do you bring like what would you bring what would be your essentials well i told you already earlier gin uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, my essential, it's like kind of a hard question because I'm always camping in my car or, you know, like as far as the most of camping that I've done lately, it was in my car and but I can just bring everything. But if you're not in, a, in a, not in a park, what's oh, okay. the essential? Yeah. Even uh, if you're in your car, but just not in like a national park type thing. Well, I have my, my, my propane burner i guess just to be able to like either if if i run out of water or anything i can boil it or you know like there you go. be able yep. to cook something yeah what would that's that's all you'd bring <laughs> but see that's that's where it comes back to again like we we're talking about in another episode was like maybe i want to say the millennial generation i'm not saying that they wouldn't have thought of that necessarily yeah, they would have been like, let's go to McDonald's. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. I'm literally wondering if that's what they resort to. And, and we're not chucking dirt on the No, here. not at all. I'm just no. wondering. We're if... just saying that they go to McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. No, definitely. And, and Olivier, like you on your end, let's say, let's say, right now, as, you as were tasked as to go out in the woods. Definitely bring my Coleman stove. I can't go nowhere without that. Um, <laughs> Other than that, lots of food. So I eat a lot. <laughs> because you eat a lot, or because you you know you need to eat a lot. Because I that's again, eat. yeah, too definitely much, food. Too much is sometimes like not enough. That's it. That's it. And uh, like I said, I, I don't practice the same type of camping as, as you guys do. But uh, you know, it's just as much stuff as I can possibly fit in my car, to be quite honest. <laughs> You're the prepared guy. I look, we went camping one time with my buddies. Uh, We're two couples and we were having arguments like who should bring what? You bring this pan (laughs) and you bring that, that shut on. We brought basically our entire cooking tools that we had. Did you use it all during the weekend? Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) It's ridiculous. We, he, we, we packed, I packed up a full entire RAV4. And he packed up his entire Jeep Cherokee. It's it's actually kind of funny that you say Rav Four. Hey, Francis. Uh, yeah. That, you have some experience with the Rav Four, eh? What's that? You have some experience with the Rav Four, don't you? Yeah, but that's actually the the SUV that I had the, my camping setup in. Yeah. There you go. So see, it works yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. if I if I can add something that I would bring with me uh, is a f- fly fishing rod. Oh yeah, for sure. There you go. There you go. That, yes. So that I, is I, if I, I do bring a fish. If I didn't bring it. enough food, I can get some. But if you <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't always fish any fish. <clears throat> most of the time we go out. <laughs> but you know, I could at least yeah. try. <laughs> You're fishing. <Yeah. laughs> 
the guys who don't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> but we're no, having for... fun doing it. Oh, yeah. we have a blast doing this. Every oh, yeah. single time we go out, I think we have a blast doing it. And uh, definitely like you say, and I would I think I should add a little sub note to that is bring a lot of flies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. they they go they go quick. <laughs> they go quick. <laughs> Especially but, if, uh, if you're like far in the wilderness, there's going to be branches all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now, like, for instance, uh, we went with, you know, items and essentials and different things mm. like that. We covered a bit of that and in a humoristic type of way, I would say. But uh, <laughs> what about tips? Let's look at tips. If we look at, you know, ways to do things, one tip that I'd like to actually point out, and like I mentioned earlier on, is if you're going to go camping, try to bring plastic containers plastic like to put your matches in to put your towels in anything that's dry to keep everything out of the water and something also like when i was saying dry containers is non-static for your strike anywhere matches i wouldn't i would say it's i've never heard it happen but it would probably suck hardcore (laughs) to have your back suddenly your backpack just (laughs) poof yeah (laughs) and it's gone it and it's gone yeah (laughs) But uh, no, that would be, I would say, one of my tips. But then another one is, especially when it comes to running water. I mean, we talked about the life straw early on being that it eliminates 99.9% of all water contaminants. Yeah. That is what it says. And we're going to put a little, you know. Emphasis on Emphasis. It says this. But in essence, I mean, you got to find, your best bet is if you do find running water, I always suggest that you go up a little bit more onto the river to Definitely. make sure that there's nothing that's rotting out there or whatever. Because you may have that light straw, but you don't want your water to taste so like the, the rear end of, of whatever. dying in the <laughs> <A> rotten beaver. <laughs> like a rotting beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know, Matt, do you have any tips that you would say? My biggest tip on that is is, like, again, if we're talking about wilderness camping, I'm talking about... Uh, let's say you're being dropped off at point A and being picked up at point B. If you're out of cell range, if you're out of, you know, planning. To me, yeah. like, you can bring all the equipment, gadgets. You can fill your, your RAV4, whatever you want. If you don't have a plan or you didn't plan your your actual wilderness camping, it could suck really bad. It could be dangerous. Yep. Uh you could only be if if something does happen. You could be found in a long time. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, which a, a couple hours is a long time if exactly. you need help. Have an exit plan. Have an exit plan. Absolutely. Uh, let somebody know where you're at. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And a timeline. Like okay, I'm supposed to be here at a certain time. You know, like again, this is for deep woods wilderness camping. Like yeah. our, our topic number one is about. It's to me. It's it's plan. Yeah. Absolutely. You, I th- I think you can overpack and over over bring gear, but you almost cannot overplan. Yep. No, that's, that's my opinion. That's completely true, and I, yeah, I true. would put it a huge emphasis on that. Planning is key of you know enjoying the beginning and getting out of there in the end. Yep. It's just it's a you know it should be there. It's common sense. It's common sense, and I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to even dive a little bit on this one. I want to go into stories that we may have experienced oh, geez. while camping. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Olivier, yeah. I'm going to ask you on this one. So I have Olivier 
like I was saying earlier, the redheaded beer guy with us. And, and you know what we're going to do a little bit later? We're going to we're going to ask you guys a bit of your backstory. I want to be able to get, you know, information and, so that our listeners can know who you guys are. I said I was going to do that at the beginning, but we're going to do that in just a little bit before jumping in on topic two. So, Olivier, I want to ask you, what is the best camping story that you can remember of right now? Holy jeez, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, of course. Well, you know, you guys, you guys are putting me, putting me on the spot. We're, we're 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 talking about wilderness wilderness camping, and I'm here and I'm having a hard time in a in a uh, amenities campground. Uh, definitely not my. Uh, uh, well, my even story if it's, even if it's going... in an amenities campground, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, no, did it, it pour just, rain uh, sometime? Something you juicy. Yeah. We need something juicy. Did it pour rain and your tent get flooded? Did, you know, oh, and you yeah. weren't prepped for it. Oh, well, I won't get into the juicy details. We're gonna keep it PG thirteen, but uh, <laughs> I will. I will talk about this horrible, horrible weekend I had. Uh, me and my wife, we, you know, it, it, when you don't go out too often and you just want to have a, a good weekend alone, it was mid. I think it was mid renovations in my house. Uh, really fed up. I had to get out of the house. So we went out camping with the, we had a small Elantra back then. And we've got an oh. 80 pound dog. You know how much oh, I like no. to pack. So the car was very, very packed. Uh, and so we, we headed on out to uh, one of our favorite campgrounds, uh, Carlton Saint-Mar in Quebec. And uh, we go there as oh, often as we possibly yes. can. That's a nice place. Yes, very much. And no flies. So basically that's, that's my camping. That's, there's no flies. You're kind of on the side of the beach. There's a brewery close by. Uh, you know, that's, 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 that sums me up all, all right, right there. So anyway, back to the story. Uh, I usually have a great time there. It, it's calm. It's quiet. It's a nice place to go. Um, but with the dog, it's not always easy, especially in a tent. Uh, we didn't have that big of a tent back then. And it decided to rain all weekend. Um, oh. So dog, sand, water, uh, all in the tent. Uh, the dog was very uncooperative. He pulled the uh, the picnic table and hit the car with it, <laughs> chasing after neighbors. It's, I think we lost him. Oh, did we lose? Did oh, we? Yeah. Oh, oh, there we got him back. I'm still hearing you guys. Re- we, regardless, we, you're gonna have to got... back up on that one. We lost you for two seconds there. That's all right. Regardless, but we went from recorded, dog pulling but... the picnic table and we didn't hear anything else. Oh, you got to that. All right. So the dog pulled the picnic table and hit the car. Uh, with the picnic table, so um, <laughs> just to add to the, the the misery that I was having, so um, which oh, is still not very much compared no. to going out in a wilderness camp. <laughs> the misery uh, of it was know. a dent. Yeah, that's it. The dent and the sand and the mm-hmm. and the tent and the mud and uh, just not an overall relaxing weekend. I did not enjoy myself <laughs> oh, no. at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we can talk about sleeping. And, uh, and we can talk you about know. sleeping in cars too. Uh, you know. <laughs> I've done that many times. <laughs> oh, done that many. It 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 became a, a, a many. Uh, a, let's say a, not a habit, but like it was annoying. Yeah. That yeah. what it, the outcome of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for definitely, sure. and yeah, and if uh, you know, Francis, you're you're not off the hook on this one. I'm gonna have to ask you, what is <laughs> your? Right. Well, at least I had a little time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for putting this, guys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit like Olivier there. Uh, so remember, I said I was camping in a Rav Four for like few years, 
Yeah. And uh, we were we would always say that it's nice because you're not in a tent and you you can like if it rains you know doesn't matter because we're in the in the car. I would always bring this tarp anyways and ju like just in case we have rain and I can set it up over the picnic table or whatever. And then this this day we go camping and it doesn't look like it's gonna rain at all. Like nothing says in the forecast either. So I start cooking steaks on the fire and you know we're all set up but no tarps and it just starts pouring rain like halfway <laughs> through the the cooking <laughs> and then we kind of just like went in the car and waited for a while but it was like 30 degrees maybe and the fact that our our bed was set up in the rav4 we could barely just sit on the bed right because it was like it wasn't tall enough so it was just a, like an awful night that night and we couldn't like open the windows either because the rain would get in so it was just so warm and wet and the stakes were just <laughs> you know all messed up <laughs> everything yeah. everything was messed up on this one <laughs> yeah so i think yeah rain uh i think it's one of your greatest enemies when you're camping in the wilderness so that, that was yep. in the car but i can't imagine being in the wilderness you know? <laughs> just just go with the flow man you just yeah. you roll with it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so with that, uh, before we jump into topic number two, like I was saying earlier on, what I'd like to do is I'd like to, you know, give an introduction, like introduce you guys uh, properly uh, as we wanted to do in the beginning. And uh, I'm going to start off with Olivier. Uh, Olivier, we actually met each other um, not long ago. You put a uh, an interview, you interviewed drift fishing and, and bass attack fishing. Yep for your podcast, which was a great thing for us and everything like that. And what I'd like to do is just really have a bit of an information so that our listeners can also know if they haven't seen the other podcast and they see this one or vice versa, then they can actually get to, you know, know you a little bit better. So if we get into this, I'd like to give you the mic on this one and let you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. So uh, like, just like David mentioned, uh, my, my, uh, the name of the podcast is obviously Redheaded Beer Guy uh, Podcast. Um, you know, I spent quite a few years, uh, you know, exploring as many craft beers as I possibly can and um, just documenting them. Uh, started all on, on Instagram. And then it, it evolved to making videos on Facebook. And then now it's it's gone to, uh, to YouTube. And uh, really what I'm trying to do is ultimately is to bridge the gap between people who don't who haven't explored craft beer um, that much uh, to come on over to our side and try it out. There are beers for everybody, uh, you know, and it's like when we in the craft beer industry, you see the industry as it's a huge thing, but compared to the amount of macro beers that are being sold, uh, we are very, very minimal. Um, and I just want to shine a light on, on those great products and really um, try to document it as much as I can, review them. Um, I don't do negative reviews. I do them. Uh, I like to just do positive promotion of, uh, of good products. If you haven't seen your product on my uh, podcast, it's probably because I don't like it. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> no, and, and you know, like I, I actually, you know, you, we were fortunate enough that you gave us suggestions for three beers that we'll be able to look into yep. uh, on our, in topic number two that, you know, if you have a bit of information about and, and whatnot, sure. and we'll be able to, uh, I'm, savor I'm them as getting, we go on on topic number two getting thirsty as we speak 
Yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, now, if I uh, were to hand the mic over to Francis, Francis, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, him and I are actually part of drift fishing. And uh, what we do, it's like you said, it's, it's not just fly fishing and showing the people that, right? It's like, yeah. I think our main goal, like you hadn't, you know, when we had, uh, well, actually this idea of drift fishing, it came off of at the campsite in Gallatin Somain. We, <laughs> we went to the yeah, campsite yeah. and, and you were camping across uh with your girlfriend across the uh Gaspésie. the yeah and uh i mean that this idea i remember it came out between the two of us and we decided you know what like we both like fly fishing to like an extreme level that's like beyond normal almost <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's impossible <laughs> and uh yeah and we decided to, to hatch this idea and and we worked at it for quite a while before we actually put it implemented it And I mean, uh, with Francis's help, we've been able to, you know, like with his ideas and his, you know, he's been helping enormously on the, the production aspect of it, uh, you know, the capturing aspect of it, and even the spot search. It, it's been a great, great uh, endeavor that we've, uh, that we've gone on. Absolutely. And it's so, hard work to like, <laughs> like try to mix like fly fishing. It's already like pretty hard and filming and just in between the two of us it's a it, it's pretty hard <laughs> yeah tr try to look cool for camera <laughs> what's that when you try to look cool for the camera yeah it's just, <laughs> like and and to give you an idea at one point in one of our in one of our episodes i told francis he, well no he actually came up with the idea he's like we just caught a salmon he just caught a salmon and he's like you know what we got to do the shot of like me drinking from a flask <laughs> and i was like okay let's do this this is gonna look cool i've never seen a man take a swig of a flask <laughs> and then you could see in his eyes the burn of the gin <laughs> and it was all in slow motion also so yeah like you could see slowly. that that kind of face of like mm, it hurts it hurts like <laughs> too much <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Yeah. And we put that into our episode and it was just, it was fun. Yeah. So with that, Matt, I think what we should do, we're going to jump into topic number two. Or do we taste beer number one that went with wilderness camping right now? Well, we could do that. But since beer number one was for classic camping. Oh, I thought beer number one was for wilderness camping. Classic camping. Oh, let's oh. go into topic two then. So we'll go into topic number two and we're going to look at while we do this let's not forget Olivier is going to be able to give us step by step on how we have to savor this yes okay? absolutely <laughs> so Olivier we're going to start off with classic camping what All do right. you suggest so for classic camping you know uh, there's there's two ways that you could go about this uh, I could have went with just the, the classic uh, Pilsner um, but I decided to go with something a little bit different I went with a stout Uh, it's a dry stout, meaning that for me, it's a, it's a classic, classic brewed stout. Uh, you know, there's nothing special about it. Uh, if you look at, at stout styles now, um, you know, there, there's cherry stouts, strawberry stouts, there's milkshake stouts, there's oatmeal stouts, there's peanut butter stouts, there's pepper stouts. There's as many variations as you can possibly imagine uh, of stouts available. But this one here, the dry stout is the classic stout. Uh, very, very good stout. And... Uh, That's why I kind of brought it onto the show. And being that it is from Microbrasserie Houblon Pêcheur, uh, their logo really uh, tied in with your uh, with your podcast image. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. I was about to ask Matt. I was like, "Well, how, how do you find the uh, the image, the labeling on this thing? This thing looks actually pretty awesome." It sure does. It really it's it's fitting for anybody that is into fishing. To be honest with you, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Like it, it it just it just you know attracts me to wanting to drink it even more. And uh, sure. Francis, uh, I I know you don't have the the no, this one right here uh, on location, but you have a gin. I'm sure of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we'll we'll be able to let's let's savor these as we talk about our impressions of a classic there you camper. Go. Cool. <laughs> so this being a stout, uh, we're looking at notes of, of coffee and dark chocolate, and um, you know, being that it is a dry stout, it's going to be a dry finish to it as well. Uh, so um, you know, when people talk about craft beer, uh, there, I usually hear the comment of black beers being very very strong uh, it's it's more oftentimes to the contrary of that um, this one here being that it is very very drinkable mm-hmm. and you're looking at the ABV of 4.2 percent which is uh, super thing's... approachable for just about any beer drinker for 4.2 it's actually quite chocolatey I would feel I, I feel like it, it has like a chocolate taste to it definitely absolutely stouts it's are almost very, like a coffee very taste yep dark chocolate coffee notes and uh, roasted huh. malts and like I said, the dry finish. Uh, once you finish, I drink this. It's a nice dry cut off. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right on that. That's actually pretty cool. And uh, all right, so while we savor this, let's talk about the classic camper. Now I know you, Olivier. You said you know you like your amenities and different things like that. Absolutely. And Francis, you like the the, the camper on top of the truck. <laughs> yeah. But like when we look at classic campers, or like. People camping classically. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. I believe that, like, yes, it makes up a good general amount of the people that are out there. Yep. But I believe that it makes up, like, the the introductory of camping. Everybody's been through it. Everybody's done it. It's all been, like, tent. Like, our, we'll say that our definition. What is our definition, Matt? To me, classic camper, uh, tent, you know, the tent trailer and the... The, the classic camper that, you know, might have a little toilet in there, not, you know, like not the, not the 35 footer, you know what I mean? Like you got, it still has to be able to be hauled with a minivan. You know what I mean? A minivan. <laughs> right. How about an Elantra? Yeah, there you go. Let's, let's say that, you know, that kind of thing. I've upgraded since. I do now have a pickup, so. Yeah. Yep. Just no trailer. Well, you know, we had, we had the... Uh, you gave us the 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 juice of a smaller vehicle, so we had to. Well, I had to incorporate it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, for sure. And and when it comes to like classic camping, yep. Let's say like you go to a national park, yep. And instead of getting like something that's full service, you have maybe what you park in a field. You park in a field, or yep. you got maybe like a one twenty volt, yeah, you know, yeah, plug in and stuff like that. And to me, that's like, that's normal camping. Yeah, that's, that is acceptable yep. family camping, you know. Exactly. Like, that's a, that's the type of camping where everybody at the end of like three or four days. Wants to go home. Wants to go home because they're like, they're at each other's necks. But they enjoyed the two or three days. Exactly. exactly. For sure. <laughs> that's right down the line of, of where I like to be for camping. Yep, for sure. <laughs> so, redheaded beer guy is a classic camper. He's a classic now. All right. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure Francis. I think he's a classic camper too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, like he's he's the roughing it kind of guy, but like he's the roughing it 
<laughs> in a in a classic kind of way, <laughs> you know, because you still have to believe that sleeping in the back of a modified Rav Four isn't wilderness, but it ain't well, no modern. You yeah, know? but you know the, so, the thing I yeah. liked about it is that I can just park it anywhere. You know, yeah, just yeah. find a dirt road, and that's and a good thing. You park it there and you, you sleep. Yeah, exactly. There's no like wringing it out, putting the pegs down. Yeah, and 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 fighting with that, I think I think we've all been through this. When it came to a tent, those oh. poles, when you have to lift it up through the center, yeah, it is like the worst thing in the world trying to get that. Where you have like one that just doesn't want to cooperate oh, and yeah. is flying all over the place. Been there, and then you think that like eventually you're just gonna tear the material because you pretty much have to stand on it. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been through that, <laughs> and you know I can understand that your style of camping is in my. In my opinion, it is the classic camping as yep. well. Yep. Now, you know, like what we, in terms of money-wise, classic yep. camping is is pretty cost-effective. You can go both ways. I, I believe you can go both ways because you yeah. can still get, okay, that's where you got to draw the line because you still can get the pretty modern glamping style, you know, small end of things. For sure. So there, there is a line to draw there. But if, again, if we're saying classic, yes, I believe most cost-effective way. Yep. And now if we look at versus, now I say this because our, our subject is classic versus modern. Yeah. I think we all know that one person that's like, come down to the chalet. Yeah. Or like, come check out my camper. And then you show up there and it's literally a motor home. It's yeah. like a house <laughs> on wheels. Yeah. I think we've all we've all we all know that 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 person, right? Like the, the camper with a fireplace in it, and that that's that's no longer a camper. <laughs> and the sixty-inch TV yeah, in the back, yeah, you no, know, no, something to warm your feet when you get in. Yeah, it's got heated floors or four season. Yeah, since when has four season become something that's interesting? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this is this is I believe this is like this is like saying like I I just want to see instead of a street in front of my my house, I want to see a pine tree. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no, this to much. me this this is modern day camping this yeah. is like if i still have wi-fi i'm, I'm not okay camping. i'm not, yeah, if i don't have wi-fi forget about it oh yeah geez. i want my data <laughs> yep you know what i mean like i think oh, yeah. this is i think this is where it kind of like you're not camping in my opinion no nope. you're just shifting homes you're in yeah <laughs> you have much, a, yeah. the same host different view same yep. house, different view. There you go. I love it. That's that's what we're gonna say. Modern camping, same house, different view. That's right. Like just the best. That's what they should put even on you know. Advertising. That would sell. RV Canada should have that as their logo. Yeah, yeah. that, <laughs> would, that yeah. would definitely sell. So you know, but you know, it has its its ups. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean. It, you gotta look at it two ways now and olivier you can you can probably put in on this as well uh now that i have kids i've tried tenting with kids <laughs> it's you had a dog i had actually the last time that's, i went that's camping the thing. i had a three-year-old and a six-month pregnant wife <laughs> so it was that was an experience in itself as well bring the it's camper, hard to have man. barbecue munchies <laughs> yeah no you know <laughs> That's that's where I, you still I come into like I don't like giving myself a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, 
Now I know Olivier, now that we started the modern day cafe, I know that you had a suggestion for a type of beer for the modern day camper. Now I'm not saying that these guys are featherweights because they're modern day camping in a $40,000 camper. 40,000. Jeez, that's cheap, dude. Yeah, that's that's like a, the smallest that's like, camper. That's like the classic camper. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, guys. <laughs> oh yeah. So, let's say the Winnebago? There you go. So the 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 bus on wheels? The bus on wheels. The home on wheels. The home on same, wheels. Same host, different view. <laughs> so, uh, Olivier, I'm going to give you this one to explain to us what the modern day camper should have as a beer. So, number one, I think I probably misunderstood what you meant by modern day camper. Um, my take on this, uh, I went with a modern day beer, um, being that it is, um, okay. it's actually a bit stronger than the beer that we just had. So the beer that I suggested for that one there, oh. uh, <laughs> it, it's the huge on hops. Well, they have to compensate. Is, See, it's a compensation. That's it, that's, that's it for sure. <laughs> and the reason why <laughs> I chose that beer being that it was for the modern uh, modern camper segment is that it's it's a variation of the of the IPA um, done in a very modern way, uh, the New England style IPA, which has not been done for that many years. It's a new style that came out and is definitely taken over the entire world uh, of craft beer. Uh, everybody's after that, that that massive juice bomb, and um, you know, huge on hops is definitely recognized uh, worldwide as being the haze gods. Uh, for uh, New England-style IPAs. And um, the huge on hops from New Brunswick just made its way to Quebec, which explains uh, why Francis was able to grab one. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Francis, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about how you found this one. Oh, you want me to tell that story? Yes, I the, do. The one, I, the one I told you? Like, <laughs> All right, are you sure? <laughs> I, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well actually like there's this uh, this store uh, out here in Drummondville like they have thousands of types of uh, micro brews there and it's really awesome uh, apparently they didn't have like two of the three ones that I had to get but you know that's for another subject I, I called them on that <laughs> but so yeah you know uh, <laughs> you know um, with the, the situation here right now with the COVID-19 and everything um, so I left home to go to that store and so I got there and I had this raging piss that just fired up <laughs> you know, like, and I didn't know where the bears would be in the fridge over there and so it took me so long to actually just find the, the first one, the Hujan Hubs and uh, by the time I found it I really had to go and I asked the clerk if they had like any bathrooms available and she said no. Like there, there's no, we can't have you in our bathroom because of the virus and all. So I had to drive back all the way home. They almost didn't make it. And then, and then by the time they're like, I, yeah, so basically it was just a horrible experience trying to find a beer with like a raging piss. Like, <laughs> I ended up just uh, bringing this, this one home and yeah, I, I called them after and they didn't have the beers. The other ones I was no, no, for. and it's that's, that's absolutely absolutely true. Uh, you know, I did choose three beers from New Brunswick, and uh, the only brewery uh, shipping beer to Quebec in New Brunswick is Trailway uh, for the moment. So uh, yeah, I, I should. It's, it's from Fredericton, is it? Yeah, Fredericton. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's where it's from. And, uh, you know, even I had a hard time finding it at the NB Liquor Store. They were sold out completely. Yeah. Apparently, they have another one that's going to be coming in, too. But then I went, I just went next door, and they had, like, a whole shelf full. So I think I know who bought them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to crack this one open. Yep. And uh, we're going to try it right away. Now, I'm going to try to get this on mic just to get that noise, you know, that. Oh, yeah. You got it pretty good. That that right there is a modern day sound. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just smelling this one. I'm not that sure yet. So this one here, like you, I, I was not able to get the Hugh John. I did get the the good we, good weather, um, but the Hugh John is a New England style IPA. It's an American IPA. Uh, so you're gonna be getting some massive grapefruit and pineapple flavors, tropical fruits. Uh, it does have a very well balanced hit of bitterness on the back end of it, um, but definitely. If you look at the color of it, it's very, very hazy. Uh, it's a beautifully crafted beer. It's juicy, but it's got that nice bite of, of bitterness on the back end. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I can I can understand when you're saying that it tastes, you know, fruity. Yeah. It has that. <laughs> that's a that's a strange word to say that way. It <laughs> juicy, tastes... <laughs> juicy and fruity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a juice it bomb. It tastes fruity. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would see myself sitting in an $80,000 camper. Uh, did I did I up the ante a little bit more? <laughs> a little bit. Still, okay, still, still an $80,000 camper. You're, you're driving... Uh, you're driving... Um... Oh, my God. Never mind. I lost my turn of thought. <laughs> I was going to say... We're, uh... <laughs> We're we're not we're not saying drive, drink and drive <laughs> drink and drive. No, no. <laughs> you may have gone off track. What Try, are you guys? Are you start guys at with home? the pop? I've been driving all this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna say <laughs> when you've stopped and at the campsite. Yeah. With, pop open with your eighty thousand dollar camper. Crack open. Crack open a Hugh Johns. So, so there you go. I think I think I think that, we should be good in marketing. Yeah, I think we this, should. We just found our calling. We've done yeah. the RVs. <laughs> we've done the beer. We've done the beer. So now I mean, I'm I mean, pretty sure you talked about big lighters earlier as well. Yeah, we, <laughs> so, you know, like... we talked about the big lighters too. You know what I mean? Like we're just we're hitting the ball on every one of these. Yep. Now, if we were to give comparisons, let's say. Like earlier on, I know that Olivier and, and Francis, you guys have talked about and classifying you guys both as classic campers. That's what we we figured, mm-hmm. and that that's what we deducted. All right. Now, if we were to look, let's make a comparison between the two. Pros and cons of each. How about that? Okay. Sure. All right. And I'm going to start with Matt, and then I'm going to go to Olivier, and then I'm going to go to Francis, and then I'll finish it off. But let's let's all give a pro. What our consideration of a pro. For each one is. So we're starting off with classic. So Matt, what's your first classic pro? It's just easily accessible. Like anybody can be a classic camper. Yep. That, that would be the pro to me, would be just simplicity of it. Absolutely. And you, Olivier, what would be your pro for classic camping? My pro for classic camping is it's like you get to enjoy, um, how would I put this? You know the things we take for granted when you're living at home? How easy you have it. And when you go up there, you get to experience. You make, you're making memories, obviously, uh, by discovering new ways to do things. Simple things such as doing the dishes. You know, you got to figure out a different way to how to do it. Um, it just gives a bit more appreciation for what you have at home. That's uh, Absolutely. Yeah, true. a pro for that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And you, Francis, what would be your pro for classic camping? For me, I would say is the ability to uh, do it everywhere. You know, like bring you just if you just want to go hiking and camp anywhere you want. Yep. I, I I would I would I wouldn't see anyone bring an eighty thousand dollar camper like to the top of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're drinking you hops. Yeah, unless <laughs> After you, a couple you, of you days, can at least uh... maybe hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and you know if uh, my pro to classic camping, I find it's just like it's putting you also to the challenge. It's like taking you away from clicking on a screen. To literally sitting by a fire and lighting a fire and just having that moment. It's like you don't have a screen in front of your face unless you're at a place with Wi-Fi. But you can look up in the sky and you can see stars, shooting stars. It, I know it sounds weird saying it, but it's just like, it's a bit also what Olivia was saying. It's like, it's that accessibility for a family to be together. Yep. You know, you don't have a bunch of things, <clears throat> sorry, a bunch of things as interference. Yep. It's just. You have nothing else to do just there. but to be with who you're there with exactly and now we'll go quickly through cry. this one yeah we'll go there <laughs> we probably have the, the pros for modern day camping <laughs> if there are any <laughs> pro for me the pro for the modern day camper would be like i can see myself like my wife had to do a uh they did this this uh team building thing at work where she works and one of the things they were asked was what they would like to do, what is one thing they would like to do. And I even didn't know this till she brought the, the report thing home and I actually ended up seeing it there on the coffee table. She did say that later on she wanted to do every national park in Canada, which mm -hmm. I did not know about. Yeah. I mean, this is a plan, retirement plan, once the kids are gone, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying sell the house and become, like we said a while ago, same house, different view. In that, in that sense, I see it's a pro to go to the modern day eighty thousand dollar camper. Yeah, no, you're right. That, okay, if we look at it that way, that's true. And Olivier, what would your pro be? <laughs> Comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of room to pack stuff. Real, real <laughs> Lots <comfort>. of food. <laughs> yep, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and and you, Francis, what would the pro be? Well, I'd say if you uh, end up not being able to actually pay your house because you just bought a $120,000 motorhome, well, <laughs> you have a second home, so good for you. <laughs> sell the house. <laughs> yeah, sell the house and just live in your motorhome. Exactly. And I think, you know, I, I look at it as a pro. And I think you touched base a bit on this too, Matt. But we're looking at when you, you know, you're kicking a cane. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. You know, you could, a tent is not your best option because sleeping on the ground when you're sleeping on one of those like pedi, uh, pedi, 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 Patrick, pedi, pediatric, Pediat pediatric, pediatric, that's kids, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't what know. is it? What is it? The, the, the therapeutic? Therapeutic. There, there you, you go. go. There that's you what go. I was trying the to find. Therapeutic. The Matt, <laughs> the boomer mattress. Yeah, we'll call it that. Mattress. When yeah. you're at the point. Where you have to have an electronic leveling kit on, <laughs> on your, your mattress. mattress. <laughs> I think maybe you should stick away from tents. <laughs> true, true. So with that, after going through topic number two, and after, you know, enjoying and savoring these beers, we'd like to jump right into the product of the day. Which is our 
method of choice for camping. Our preferred. Our preferred method of choice. Yeah. So I'm going to let Matt hit this one up. The product of the day for us is going to be uh, the Hennessy Hammock. I mean, you're, when we're talking about wilderness camping, we're talking about camp, camping in a hammock, you know, setting it up between two trees anywhere you want. Balls to the wall they, camping. Exactly. I mean, minimalistic, uh, surprisingly comfortable. I mean, you know, people say, oh, geez, you're sleeping in a, in a hammock. I mean, this this is not your normal like piece of fabric stretched out between two trees. I mean, these things are amazing. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about like the savannah hammock or like the no. down south hammock here. No, we're, no, we're, we're talking about camping hammock. Exactly, here. it's like a it's it's a suspended tent if you want to. Oh, yeah, you cool. know, really when you get down to it. But you know, uh, built in rain flies, built in mosquito nets, and the weight. The I mean, weight it is fits amazing. in a backpack. Really, it's like three pounds That's for like saying. everything. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with these things. Made in Canada. Absolutely. Made pushing pushing made in Canada products Hennessy Hannock is sure. actually made in British Columbia. Yep, definitely. Yeah. On the complete furthest point away from us in Canada, <laughs> you know, on the other coast. But, you know, they, yeah, well, they make awesome products. New Brunswick, we couldn't really make that because we'd strap that to a tree, a pine tree, and they'd break. They're not that big over here. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, yeah. They say the hammocks are good for 300 pounds, but the trees, trees are good aren't. for 20, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, no, the Hennessy hammock, uh, you know, uh, different, mo- di- a bunch of different models, uh, cost effective again. Yes, you know, absolutely. But I mean, you can get the Cadillac of the te- of the hammocks. Yeah, you, know, it, you can get the. That. I think it's something like the Amazon or the Jungle Edition. The Jungle Edition. It's something around like it, it, it's, it's in the ballpark n- around like four ninety nine. Which but is I mean, still not that bad. If you look at the one that that I use, the Expedition, you're yep. looking at around the ballpark of about one eighty nine. One eighty nine for yep. that, yep. and we're we're looking at. The rainfly included, asymmetrical rainfly, with the mosquito net, mosquito net, yep. and the snake skins for easy packing, yep. as well as water collectors that you can put or you can attach bottles to, that will filter out at the end of your rainfly. So if you are stuck in a rain area, which in New Brunswick, let's say we don't usually get, right? No, not really. <laughs> you could you could avoid rain. We have if you wind. Want. We have, we wind. have wind. wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just the. Uh, you know, just remember that you have you still have to bring uh, sheets like bed sheets. You remember uh, yeah. like uh, the one time we went camping with your your hammock. Yeah, that that's a story between <laughs> us. There you go. Where we went, we I used the, like they say that a hammock is good in cold weather to a certain point. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you take that to, yeah, I would not take that to the bank. I would I would be very conservative on this, and I would say at least bring some blankets. Well, yeah. they do sell what they call an underquilt, made to insulate the bottom of your hammock, which is not a bad idea. Hey, I know. I'm just hey saying now. it's there. It is there. If they sell it, there's a reason. Yes. So so I'm it's there. I'm, I'm putting that one on it's your not, back. It's you not too known. fancy. It's not too fancy. Go ahead, nope. get it. You're get still it. sleeping in a hammock. Yeah, That's and it. and you know, talking about the product of the day. So we we said it was Canadian made. Yep. Super light. Yep. Super cost effective. Easy to set up. We easy to, set to say up. that. Very yes, easy to it set comes up. with tree straps too. I forgot Definitely. to say that. It comes Every, with tree everything straps. you need is included. Tree straps for like a sequoia that's like thirty feet wide. You, you know, know, in in, in, in circumference. Yeah. You know. Cool. And when you're using it in New Brunswick, you probably have to triple your strap around. Like uh, a, I yeah. would say, you know, quad quad strap it. Oh yeah. yeah. They're just way too big for that. But, I mean, apart from that, I'm not digging dirt on this one. I'm not chucking dirt on them. But apart from that, Olivier was able 
to suggest a beer for the balls of the wall hammock camper. And I, I'm giving the mic to you. All right, so this one here, we went, I, we went, I went with, being that I'm fitting with, with what you guys are saying right now uh, is, is seemingly a very innovative way to camping uh, right now, and it, it's it's picking up more and more popularity uh, from what I can understand, camping in hammocks. Um, so I chose a beer that is very innovative. Uh, it's rare still. Uh, it's a style of beer that doesn't, it's not as popular as it should be. Because uh, I definitely love this beer, and I believe that you guys will as well. Uh, but definitely out of this What's world, uh, out of the box type of beer. Now, this is a Brut IPA. Uh, what is a Brut IPA? So Brut means dry. Brut doesn't mean dry, but Brut IPA are dry IPAs. Uh, so basically, they are the champagne of IPAs. So this being said, like we had a dry start a while ago, this one here is an IPA with an Beautiful dry finish, very innovative, very new, and it's rocking an eight point eight percent ABV. I was about to say this thing. This you thing you set is... up the hammock before taking a couple of these. <laughs> Hell yes! Hell yes! <laughs> I mean, you you are well. Try getting into the hammock after you've drink. You've had a couple of these. <laughs> sure. Uh, that that's that's the challenge. Getting out will be easy. Yep. Getting out will be easy. And, and this one here the, <laughs> is know. brewed by uh, Brassard Pizzo out of uh, Edmonston, and uh, it's the uh, strawberry and peach brewed IPA. So as far as approachability, crushableness, it checks off all the boxes. Uh, like Matt said, set up your hammock before having having a few of these because uh, that eight point eight percent, you're not gonna taste it. You're not gonna feel it. Until you're laying down and uh, you're out for the night, swinging in that hammock. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You might, you might, you might actually end up just sleeping beside the hammock. Yeah, you might. Sleep but you'll be proud that you set yeah. it up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, it's and and it comes down yeah, to the point ahead. where, like, you know, when I when I was talking about craft beer, being that there's beers for everybody, uh, I did choose some beers with some massive fruits, and I did choose a beer with uh, a lot of coffee notes and, and dark chocolate. Um, those are very, very yeah. small no, variations. absolutely. I really like that one. Yeah. I'm not usually a fruity beer kind of drinker, and this one here, this one here, I, I could see myself drinking this. No. I, I would have to say, though, you'd, you'd almost have to make sure that you didn't leave this lying around at home with kids around. Oh, yeah. Oh, my kids would drink this. Because this looks like a juice box. Yeah, it does look like a juice box. <laughs> but like, I, I have the, to tell you, it, it doesn't, the, the cap doesn't screw off, so it's a, it's a poppable cap, so... Uh, yeah. Yep. Honestly, if your the, the, kids can take the cap off, hey, they're strong enough to drink. They it. deserve to drink. There it. you go. <laughs> they, they deserve a swig. Yeah. <laughs> Let them have no, it. but for real though, this, like, I love the size of it. Yeah. I love the quantity of it. Yep. It's not something that's like over the top, you know, a huge bottle. It's something that you can carry around with you, and I like the idea that you incorporated this for the hammock uh, subject, because this is something you know when we're talking about hammock, we're talking about light. Packing, yeah, everything hammock camping is packable, yeah. has to be packable for sure, exactly. And and uh, like they came out with a great size of bottle that I find, yeah, it's, it's and a, like, also, nice you know, like, it's uh, it's great, yeah, exactly. And, and it looks it's got like a the, great taste to it, kind of looks like the very old bottles that we used to find in like it's, the 70s. It's absolutely what it is, it's the exact bottle, yeah. exactly, yep, yeah, exactly that. So, with that, 
we're going to sign out uh, with this uh, with the final. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to thank Olivier, for the red-headed beer guy, as well as Francis from Drift Fishing, uh, to join us on this episode. Of course. And to, you know... Suggestions and give their opinions. Give suggestions of his opinions and stories, even if you had to take a piss. (laughs) It's still a good story. (laughs) And I just want to tell everybody, you know, be safe out there with the situation we're in right now. And just, you know, have a lot of fun out there and, you know, drink responsibly and so on and so forth. But with that, I'd really like... I'm I'm really happy you guys were able to come on to the episode. And thank you very much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. So we'll sign out with that. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.